Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Slasher Supreme. I'm your host Christopher. I'm here again with my friend Luke. Hello there. Today we'll be talking about The Guest and Your Next. Finally. Finally. I know we stated it, what, like two, three podcasts ago? Yeah. And then Child's Play interrupted yeah, it. And then Midsummer interrupted it. Yeah. Something else almost something else almost interrupted this week. Uh, pretty much set in stone on this one. I think it was set in stone this week. I know you talked about wanting to see Crawl, but I wasn't. Oh, yeah. I wasn't gonna sideline these two great movies yes. for Crawl, um, which apparently has gotten. It's like people on Twitter have been saying good things about it. So I, no one that I follow has said anything good about it. So yes, fact. What? Go ahead. No, no, I just I I'm curious about it just because of some of the reviews I've seen. So we might see it. But, but we actually kept our word on it this time, and like The Witch, we took like three, four months to actually get to it. So yeah. So we've yeah. actually, we've kept good on this one. So. Yeah, yeah. You're next for the guest first. Oh, we gotta get into your next first. So you're next first. Your next right. is next. Let's get into that. All right. Your Next, from 2011, was directed by Adam Wingard and written by Simon Barrett. Since you love these films so much, I'll let you have first dibs on both. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I was really excited to talk about both of these films. Um, I love them both a lot. Um, I kind of love the second one we're going to talk about a little bit more, but we'll get into that later. But um, both these films are just, just a hell of a lot of fun. Um, they got really fantastic effects. Lots um, of gore. Yeah, lots of lots of gore. And uh, awesome synth tracks. Oh, the synth. Oh yeah, my God. the synth is something else. Yeah, if you are an '80s synth fan, you will love. Yeah, the, I mean, it has like that whole. Yeah, especially especially um, yeah, the, the guest. guest. Um, but your next has it quite a bit too. Yes, yes, um, and it's it's a really interesting home invasion film, and it's it's really fun because, I mean, we have a main character. Um, we should probably get into the plot first. Yeah, let's get into the yeah, plot. So let's get into the plot. We don't want to do beat by beat, right? No, we don't. We'll oops. just do basic plot. Go ahead. So, so, Crispin. Yeah. Right. All right. So we follow Crispin and his girlfriend Erin, who are going to their families. All right, like, to his family. To his family is pretty much like new house because the mother, his mother and father, are celebrating their anniversary. Right. And all right. the kids there to show yeah. the new house they just bought as right. the father goes into retirement. From KPG, KPG, a military, a military, uh, was like a contractor, contract. I think? Yeah, 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 he's yeah. finally retired, and he wants this house to pretty much build on, right, and to work on to his twilight years. Unfortunately, somebody else has some other plans, and what, let's just say it gets off to a awesome start with a. Well, yeah, you can say they can say the first kill. Yeah, let's just say a fucking crossbow shot right between the eyes yeah and it is this perfect how they execute it because yeah. uh, in the scene they're all fighting have uh, it's a fa- the whole family's fighting all of a sudden you hear glass shatter and one by one they look around to yeah. see this man who's pretty much turning around and then just collapses and then it shows the arrow just yeah stuck right there in his head something i'll probably talk about with each of these films is um 
just uh, everything works in these films yes. really well. I think the editing are, is just fantastic. Like even the build up to that, you see the hole in the glass, the glass on the or no, you see the hole, you see the glass on the floor, then you see the hole in the window, and then you see the guy with yeah, the after all the arrow in his head. Notices. But you got that, you have the music, the acting, just yeah. everything. They so have a really top. tense scene, which we're, I was going to nitpick, but I think I'll just leave it alone. But the family is trying to escape the dining room there because it's all pretty much opened up by windows. And as each one of them is running across, when you get the POV of the uh, shooter, yeah. as he's just watching them all run, trying right. to take a shot at him. And now I thought that was really interesting you, to see where he was pretty much looking from. And you were like, I, yeah, it's weird. Like, I don't understand why none of them are crawling so this, during that scene. But, I mean, that's whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, the, I'll probably nitpick it later on. But for right now, we'll just kind of leave it, uh, leave it alone. Um, I have to say, this film in itself, and the guest, which we'll get into later on but this film kind of as luke stated is pretty much a home invasion film but it goes from a kind of feeling like the strangers where it feels random and just no cause whatsoever to then kind of a almost clueish feel to it later on uh, i want to say that i would just say um it kind of has a really fun back and forth about who's hunting who uh, and that's my favorite thing about this where, film. Oh, what was I thinking about the clue? Oh, never mind. Never mind the clue analogy. Yeah, the back and forth with the predatory action, if you don't know what we're meaning. I kind of um, mirrored it with the first Predator film, and where Dutch's team is being hunted, to then later on, Dutch himself becomes the hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we kind of get that, but where in that film it happens once, this film it happens multiple times. I I love um, the main actress in this it's film. It's a very cat and mouse yeah. style. Yeah, Sharni Vincent, like she's just who plays Aaron. She, yeah, our main characters in the film. She is just the final girl, pretty much. She is the the ultimate final girl. Yes. Like um, I believe there's a scene where she just jumps out of a window when someone pops oh, up. Oh, she like she just immediately jumps out the window. It's like and almost rolls up. instinctual for her to stop. Oh, both of these films, they so, they kind of survive by their main actor. Yes. Like, because they, and I mean, the movies are great on their right. own, but it's just the fun of the main characters in both of these films. You have, you know, Aaron in this film and then David in the next film. We'll get they, they, yeah, we'll get into that. But they, they steal the show and they're just so well written. Like, I love just how she reacts matter-of-factly to everything. And huh. it's so great. And we won't get into spoilers in this little section. Yeah, well, but it's just, just how she reacts to everything is just fantastic. It, yeah, it's amazing, especially like we said, we don't want to get into spoilers too much, but the way she will then execute some of her finishing moves on some people <laughs> yeah. are pretty brutal. Um, yeah. One of them, which I guess isn't really necessarily a spoiler, because it's actually kind of a little bit of an Easter egg. You want to say with one of them? No, we'll get into this. Okay, we'll get, yeah, well, never mind. But let's just say involving that one is a brutal yeah. death with, uh, like, what was it, like a meat tenderizer almost? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, well, we'll get uh, into that one later, but... Um, oh, I Another thing we should talk about is how Barbara Crampton... Oh, yes. ...is... She apparently never ages. Yeah, yeah, we're making the joke. I made the well. You told me about it, and I made a joke in regards to it because you're like, you know who Barbara Crampton is, and I of course said Ryan Cranston's wife. But no, like if you, well, of course we talked about from Reanimator and from Beyond. Yeah. Um, you pointed out that she looks young in this film, 
we then had to Google it up, and sorry, Barbara, if you do happen to listen to this, <laughs> we found out she's 60, but in this film she looks like 25, almost. Like She, like, she like, looks in her 30s, like, yeah, like, early like, 40s at the most. That, like, some shots, she looks younger she, than she that. She looks so young in this film, and it's like, I remember the first time I saw this film, I was like, Mom? Like, yeah, like they like, call her mom, and I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, it's just, she looks Because she looks young. almost younger than the kids, and the kids are at least in their, like, late yeah. 20s, early 30s, and she looks younger than them in certain scenes. And she, it's like, she, she's, she looks great in this And film. it looks, too, like she, like, has had no, like, lipo or, no, she, or she anything looked, done to her. No, she, she just still looks, looks, yeah, she looks great. It was, yeah, when you're, you're like, that's Barbara Crampton. I'm like, no way. There's no yeah. way in hell. There's no way in hell it's Barbara Crampton. She'd be, like, you know, like we said, we looked it up in her 60s. But, yeah, she looks young. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, you want to get into spoilers? Uh, you, or do you want to talk a little bit more about what you like the film? Um, I, we did mention the Sith tracks in this film. Yeah. My God, they are amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is one song that they play in the beginning of this film that repeatedly plays throughout, and it's a really good song too, and it has oh some, the the some, song at the neighbor's house. Yes, and it has some comedic value to it when they do play it. So yeah, it's really funny. And then without that, they're of course when they're playing the cat and mouse game, it's like this low rumble of like yeah. synth. And then when the action actually kicks up, it ramps up that. Synth. There's kind of a roar too when yeah. you see a lot of the masks. Like it there's like, like a really kind of, ramps yeah. it up, and it's, it's awesome. And also too, um, I've noticed this when watching the film. One of the killers happens to act almost animalistic at one point. Um, Which one? The lamb? Yes, the lamb. Um, yeah. We don't get into spoilers, but after he sees one of... After he sees something, he pretty much goes berserk. Yeah. And like he doesn't even portrayed. make... He doesn't make... You know, like, he doesn't talk or anything when people I, are talking to him. He just like grunts and screams. I believe at one point he does say motherfucker, but yeah, at the beginning he's just... Screaming, guttural, and, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. And then when he does see that one thing and goes absolutely nuts, yeah, <laughs> he's just like making animal noises the entire yeah. time. I would have to say, besides the synth, and then of course some of the things like that, the uh, kills in this film were great. We'll of course get to those in spoilers, but some of them had comedic uh, moments with them. Some of them were just downright vicious. Oh yeah, and there were a few that were just be pretty badass all, all together yeah yeah so it had a, a good mix um it also like we stated earlier kind of mixed genres in a sense it goes from a straight home invasion horror film to then throwing in some elements of home alone kind of <laughs> so, slightly 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 at the end so yeah there's, there's some slight kevin McAllister forwardy yeah the end but, but um it, it's a, it's a real good throwback to 80s horror film, uh, 80s slasher. Yeah, and um, one thing I really do love about this film is there's a lot of setup and payoff. Yes. And there's, there are payoff in ways you don't understand, uh, or, well, don't expect, um, and I really like that. There's really good uh, setup and payoff, there is one especially thing. particular with the ending. Yes, the, the ending, they set that up early on, and you keep seeing people almost kind of mess with it, and nothing happens, and yeah. you're just like waiting for this thing to... And you kind of forget about it. Yeah, until a very... Yeah. Until a certain thing happens and it comes right back and like, damn, that was worth it almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, so let's... You want to get into spoilers now? Yeah, so, for those of you who don't care about spoilers or have seen the film, stick with us. For those of you who don't want to listen to spoilers... What would you say on this film? What's the final recommendation before we get into spoilers? Oh, I'd definitely tell you to check it out, for uh, sure. I know we hate doing numbers, but some people love hearing numbers. So, out of 1 to 10. I won't do a numbers thing. Okay, so... 
but I highly recommend going to see it. Yeah, Masami. So no number for me. Damn it, Luke. We gotta, okay. <laughs> Give me a letter. No, I'm not Chris okay. Stuckman. I'm not giving uh, a letter. <laughs> I guess the movie is really good. So okay, so for those of you that want numbers or letters, go somewhere else. <laughs> you're, you're just getting both. Uh, I both real French highly recommend uh, recommend you guys to go see this film. Both of us, pretty much. So, all right. Sucks for those of you that don't care about numbers, uh, that want numbers or letters. But anyways, yes. For those of you who haven't seen the film, skip this section. Go into, of course, the guest, which is our next segment because I always break these up. And the rest of you guys just stick around and we'll get into the the fun fun of this film. So I'll give you a good five seconds. One. Not breaking it up. Two, three, four, five. All right, now you're ready. Oh, okay. Yep. So yeah, no, um, the kills in this movie. If you want to talk about the final one. Go oh ahead. my god. Which final one? Well, you were talking about the the axe oh, that okay. she hangs up. So, so the Kevin McAllister moment that we were talking about in this film, for those of you who don't care about spoilers, um, she jerry-rigs this, like, axe with the... the axe like, hammer? Like, an axe, like, yeah, like an axe hammer, because, yeah, like, the back of it's flat, like, for... Or, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, she jerry-rigs that onto a door, so when it opens up, it'll swing forward and pretty much just impales, you know. Yeah, and so she sets it up early on, and multiple times people kind of fuck with it and nothing ever happens until the very end this cop happens to go through the door and then it cuts to black and you're like god cuts, damn it it cuts to the title yeah it cuts to the title with the uh, song that's been playing yes. throughout the whole film and you're like god damn it I wanted to see the end effect because they don't show it but at the same yeah. time you're like alright that was worth it pretty yeah. much yeah but um no, there's a whole lot of fun kills um, in this film. Of course, the um, crossbow one, which is the first one, which we talked about. The second one being the... The neck. The, yeah, the neck. The, the, again, those of you who haven't seen it, they set like a freaking thin... A razor wire. Yeah, a razor wire right outside the door. This girl freaking bolts and just slits her throat. Oh, yeah. It looks great, too. Like, it was, there's so much buildup to her running out, and then yeah. just for her to immediately twang into that. It was sickening, too, because when she hit that, she just... Yeah. It was just like impacted with the ground. Yeah. And that was the rough thing about seeing it. I almost thought it decapitated her. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. I don't know if realistically that was. No, happen, no. She would have yeah. had to been riding a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. But yeah. But, yeah, you have that. Or at least like stuck in there, not like yeah. just flung her to the ground. But yeah. Yeah. That was awesome to see. Yeah. Um, we get poor Barbara Crampton. Yeah, Barbara Crampton. Crampton. Barbara Crampton. Cranston, but yeah, Barbara Crampton. <laughs> You're thinking of Breaking Bad. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Barbara Crampton, um, she gets, uh, gets a machete to the face. Sadly. She sadly. And then on. later, our uh, main character who's revealed to be in on it, oh, him uh, and his not, girlfriend fight over... Uh, one of the brothers. What was his name? I, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. But He's one of the, in on it. Yeah. One of the brothers and then... Crispin, of course, they're both in on it because they want to get the inheritance, so then they stage this whole event to pretty much wipe out their family and the rest of their siblings, so then they get most of the inheritance themselves. Yeah, yeah we find that out later, and Aaron gets fucking pissed when she yeah. finds out. Well, that, yeah, oh, along with God. the audience, which we'll, we'll talk about that here in yeah, a minute, so, but I was just going to talk about how, you know, that brother was such a prude. I mean, oh. his girlfriend, all she wanted was... To have sex next to his dead mom on the bed. Oh, yeah, and how, how dare are, are that brother not want to do that? <laughs> oh, no, you, you, missed a, you, know, you missed a whole awesome reveal. We get the next slice with the machete to the father um, after the mother dies. Yeah. The whole family finds out. Father gets super pissed about it. Goes to storm the house trying to find, you know, mm-hmm. where it's at. Of course, the one brother that's in on it happens to watch his dad get his throat slit by 
the wolf, and then they make a joke about it. Kind like, of. Did you have to do that right in front of me? Yeah. Like, seriously? <laughs> yeah, and then the guy was like, do you say something? And just puts his music back in and walks Yeah, out. yeah. I yeah. love I love that he's just listening to the tunes the whole time. The other two um, are dressed kind of more in military garb. Oh, yeah. They're like... And then he's just wearing a hoodie and just listening to iTunes the whole time. What would you listen to in that situation? Um, if I... Uh, probably the song The Neighbors were playing um, repeatedly. I bet the guy, you know, when he killed the first neighbors at the beginning of the film, he's like, that's a pretty good track. I'm going to listen to that the rest of the film. That's probably what it was. Or that or death metal. I was thinking, like, Take On by Aha. That's prob- probably one of those. <laughs> one of those. Keep, keep the 80s theme. We gotta yeah, have that. yeah. But, yes, yeah, so we get the awesome next slice. And then from there, is that the comedic scene with the uh, screwdrivers? Or is that later on? I'm trying to think of how they... Well, we... Kill. We missed a kill, but we we we've we've jumped around a little bit. Yes. Um, I mean, after the kind of family's dinners interrupted, and before or after um, the next slice, after the next slice, um, one of the women just decide, "Fuck this, I'm out." After Barbara Crampton's discovered dead, and um, she, bolts. she she bolts out there and goes to the neighbor's house, which we kind of skipped over, but the neighbors were killed at the first. Five oh yeah, shit, I forgot to mention that the yeah. awesome way to pretty much show a title in the movie. Oh yeah, that was an awesome like how they did that. Yeah, I it's fine, and that shows up too when Barbara Crampton's dead. Yeah, they took the time to she, to write which, all that in a another, haste, which is another <laughs> nitpicky thing. That's <laughs> before it's any. not even like it's like neatly yeah, written up on that thing. Well, because they hear her scream and they run up the stairs, and then it's already written. Yeah, yeah. and it's like perfect, you know, punctuation mm-hmm. and everything, yeah. and it's. Maybe they had, like, a stencil, and they didn't really use her blood. They just spray-painted ah, it. true. I mean, I mean that's, that's the in-canon reason. No. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like, um, uh, one of the brother's wives run to the next house, and she gets fucking thrown through a paint She gets glass, slammed through. And I love, like, how brutal her death is. Because it's oh, like, he's like playing golf. Yeah, like he's holding her head, her head with his his uh, left foot, and yeah. then yeah, almost putting her. Yeah, he's like getting ready to yell pretty much four, and then he yeah. just swings that actor under her dome, and then just kind of sits down on the couch and just kind of has a breather there for a minute. Yeah, and listens to his music and chills. But um, yeah, and then um, her body is later thrown through the window. Oh yes, and uh, the fox mask killer who or tiger, sorry, the tiger played by the writer. Yes, that's uh, an Easter egg out there, uh, too, for those. Uh, he was, um, he throws her through the window and then just goes in there like, oh, I'm fucking badass. I'm going to mess and you guys up. Aaron pretty much kicks the shit out of him. Aaron, like, immediately just wastes him. Like, he kicks the balls the, and then beats, bashing in the head. Yeah, just keeps beating his head in and then just murders him. Yeah. And it's just, it's so great anytime Aaron comes alive in this and film. And it's, it's disgusting too how that kills because each impact with that hammer you hear like more of like it's the good, flesh good like, sound ADR like, so from the, you yeah. hear more of the flesh just kind of like gets stuck to it and peeled back yeah. with it so you're like good. yeah so that was good and that's kind of what the lamb killer we were kind of alluded at yeah, earlier he's seen he that kind of, cause that's cause his it's brother his, yeah it's he his gets brother. just fucking pissed yeah he gets pissed at his brother and all that but um from there I mean as far as kills go we have <laughs> the poor brother who's been shot or the I, I love how much of an asshole... Oh, we skipped over that shit. Oh, man. I love how much of an asshole the, um... I want to say well, the oldest brother is. Yeah. I want to say. But I'm not sure of the lineage. But, um... Like, just how antagonistic he is to everybody. He's a dick to everybody. He's, uh, he's such a dick. And there's almost a scene at the dining table where, um... 
they're, uh, he's grilling his sister's boyfriend and kind of making fun of her and him for the boyfriend liking film. And he's like talking about, oh, commercials are my favorite. I love commercials more. Oh, yeah. And he's just trying to get underneath the boyfriend's yeah, skin. He's like, and it, yeah. You can tell a whole like, story with a commercial. Yeah. Like, a few five seconds long. Yeah, but what I love is um, like the main character, Aaron, her and them. Um, that brother are talking and um, it's almost like this brother smells that someone else is having fun and then just immediately shifts his oh, focus yeah. to making fun of his other brother and Aaron. He smells blood in the water. He's yeah. like a shark. He's just... I just, it's, it's something about how the way that actor plays it, but he just, he just looks around all prim and proper and is offended that anyone else is having fun. And, and then, then he just tears his brother kind of a new one and just kind of It even gets him better for, too because, yeah. um, he gets shot, and he gets this uh, arrow stuck in his back, pretty much, for a good portion of the film. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, no matter what, when anybody tries to take charge, he's still just trying to fucking undermine him just well, to yeah. get ticked. Well, because he's like, he's like, we need someone fast to maybe run out to the cars, and before the sister volunteers, he's like, I'd do it if I didn't have this arrow in my back, and then... <laughs> uh, Crispin, he's, he's like, hey, I'll do it. He's like, man, hit. You know how to run, you fat fuck? And yeah. It's like, dude, come on, man. It's just, there's even the scene when Kelly runs out, uh, his, the evil brother's kind of, uh, or the dick brother, I should say. The dick brother's wife runs out. Like, he runs out and he hits the, uh, Yeah, he hits the razor wire with this arrow. That's stuck <laughs> he's in like, his back. Yeah, he's like about to just pretty much scream and cuss, but he And then can't. he pulls it out and passes out. But, and then, like, later the brother that was in on it, just decides to stab his brother, and he stabs him like nine times with, with like, different dip- screwdrivers. He's like, why don't you just fucking die? Man? <laughs> it's just, I I love that character so much. Just how much of an unapologetic dick he is. It's not Crispin. It's one of the. It's the other brother. I think his name's like Ray. No, I, no, I can't one. remember the name. Off but the top of my head. he, yeah, I mean, he's the one that's staying there to kind of oversee all the events, and of course, Crispin. They, Noped out. Yes, but of course, I, I was going to call him Ray, but yeah, Ray pretty much stays there to oversee it, and then gets his brother alone to do it, yeah, and he's hired these guys to do it because he knows he doesn't have the stomach to pretty much murder his family, so yes. Especially Crispin, yeah. which we don't, that's not revealed to the last ten minutes, but. but. Yeah, because Ray was pretty much disgusted seeing his mom die, and then, well, not seeing her die, but seeing the aftermath of it, and then watching her his father died of course he's like he had to do that in front of me so then he has yeah. to actually kill his own brother so he's like sobbing up and trying to just you know use comedy to make this a light of the situation and the brother's just staring him down while he's bleeding out and just yeah it's like, felix yeah he's oh felix he's like well, why don't you just fucking die man yeah yeah there, there's a lot of um there's a lot of good comedy in this film yeah. that isn't like too tongue-in-cheek about it like it's just kind of more matter-of-factly like yeah. I like a lot of the comedy in this but it was just funny because it just shows that when he's like why don't you just fucking die and it shows him like stabbing him then it zooms out and there's like nine screwdrivers in his yeah. chest and you're like damn he just won't die yeah but no it's it's great um, but he finally he finally dick brother finally gives he gives away yeah he gives away our hero <laughs> characters who did nothing wrong yeah well that'll well, be all about that during the cast <laughs> Don't you worry. But, um, yeah, from there, I mean, as far as kills go, we have... Uh, Aaron starts kicking major ass. Aaron starts kicking ass. I mean, we have the scene, like we talked about, where the wolf sneaks up behind her, and she throws something at him, and then just jumps out the window, and yes. she's outside. She, yeah, well, she's pretty much, like, trying to scope out the house. Finds the dead dad after yeah. Felix and his girlfriend said, he, you know, didn't know where he was at. Yeah. 
And, well, and before setting up a nice little uh, traps. Oh, yes, there's a little bit of foreshadowing where she pretty much nails these um, pieces of lumber and or nails into this lumber and sets them in front of windows. So, of course, you know, blocks. She she plays Rainbow Six Siege and she's yeah. used to Frost's damn bear traps. Okay. She couldn't set bear traps yeah. so she did the next best thing. And that leads to a funny scene involving the lamb after viewing he comes in there, sees the nail. I mean, we keep skipping, but yeah, he comes in there and There's sees. There's a the lot nail. to gush about. Yeah. He 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 looks at the window, and sees the first nail board. He's like, "Fuck, that's stupid." And then he I jumps. mean, if I was this guy, I mean, I guarantee you, my um, field of vision might be slightly obscured with yeah, the he's lamb. Wearing, he's got like these two like small ass slits of the lamb mask. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he sees one board. And he's like, Fuck. "I would have looked for more <laughs> if I was this he guy." He just chuckles but... about. It. He's like, huh. and then. Proceeds to just slam down and gets the second board right in the foot, and that's when he's like, "Yeah, fuck, yeah, just, yeah." Because he walks around, he's got this big piece of lumber just like stuck to his foot, trying to wallow around the house. Yeah, it's great, and just like him trying to get it off his foot. It's oh, not yeah. until the wolf comes in, and then uh, Felix and his girlfriend that come and help and take it off. But um, yeah, I just love Erin's um, tenacity when she just jumps out the window. She gets a glass shard in her knee. Rips it out, almost. and then is just still in commission. <laughs> uh, and talking about comedy, of course. Um, well, actually, I kind of skip forward, and then we're skipping back. But of course, she comes across the lamb. The whole scene with the window happens. Aaron then hides in the house, and of course, here's Felix's plan. We don't know Caspin's in on it yet, but you know the whole thing with Felix goes on. Yeah. She of course finds out. Her phone goes off, alerts everybody else in the house, and then leads to a funny chasing where she's. Starts bolting through. Well, the wolf comes up to her hiding spot and she fucking like Krav Maga oh. throat punches his ass. <laughs> Again, like she's just great in this. Like it's really well shot. I like love like how you're just seeing like a slit in the curtain and you see the you, wolf. You see him like coming into focus and then just her getting in her little like tiger pose. Her tiger pose and then just how she punches him. Yeah, and, she fucking just and it's just. God damn, is she a, a well-made character? <laughs> yeah, because she throat punches him, he goes down, and then she bolts out there as fast as she can, of course, leading to Felix, his girlfriend, the wolf, and the lamb to chase after. And but, she just loops right back into yeah, the house. But because the lamb is hurt, the wolf, Felix, and the girlfriend, you know, are almost on Aaron's trail. Aaron, of course, is able to get away. So then you get a scene of them all running out, bolting after, and then he holds on that, holds on the door, and of course you see the lamb just limping his way along, trying to keep up as much as possible. <laughs> and it was just funny seeing that, but... And then that's kind of right then is when the lamb kind of gets a knife to the face. Yeah, he gets a knife to the face. I thought something else was going to happen, but nothing else really happened with that. Yeah, and that's when she's like, she gets into her... Uh survivalist mode. That, she's already been in it, but that's when she starts hanging um, the, the axe from the door. And um, that whole scene. And then, of course, the wolf just immediately comes in through the window. And, and right. so she has to take him out that way. And then she does another Kevin McAllister thing where the wolf's chasing her. She's able to lock the basement door, go down there. She bashes all the lights out so it goes pitch black and uses the camera and sets it up to where a flash goes off every, like, 60 yeah. seconds. So, of course, we get this cool scene where we watch the wolf walk to the basement Kind of strobe light. Strobe lighting, sort of. And then all of a sudden it cuts to Aaron with a log of wood. Just 
beating the shit. And then yeah, every single click is just a whack to the back of this guy's head with this log of wood, and it's awesome seeing that. Yeah, that was one probably one of my favorite kills. It just because again, it was how disgusting the sound is because that yeah, whack his, is just like yeah, bitter. his face is like the mask is broken in half, and you just see part of his bloody face. And yeah, she's beating it, and it, like yeah, and with the sound as as she's beating it, it just gets like wetter. Yeah, it's like more mushy sound yeah. when she's beating it in. And then um, from that, you go to another fun kill. Um, Probably the most over-the-top kill. With Felix and his girlfriend, they, of course, corner um, poor Aaron in a kitchen. But Aaron's a resourceful son of a... Uh, Aaron's resourceful and is able to fight both of them off, almost Jackie Chan style, where she's beating the shit out of the girlfriend. Felix tries to make some moves, but she's, like, kicking doors in his face and everything. So she's fighting him off pretty well. Hits the girlfriend in the head with... Uh, what was it like a mixer? No, a blend. Uh, the Felix gets the blender. Uh, so she yeah bashes the girlfriend's head in with the like casing for the mixer, like where you put all the uh, ingredients. I don't know what that's called. I don't know if he hits. She hits. Yeah, her. she smashes her in the she head. She stabs with her. No, but just oh, like just to walk her. Off, yeah, yeah, she like gets it, smashes her in the head, puts the blender on top of Felix's head, turns it on, and we get the awesome scene of just you, just everything going everywhere. Yeah, pretty much just blood flying everywhere. Yeah. Almost, it's uh, like I would almost say it's kind of like the brain dead scene with the lawnmower. Oh god! But on like a show, like on a smaller yeah. scale, of this yeah. it's blood's just squirting everywhere. Yeah. He's just in pain, and then of course, so throughout the fight, she got a knife in the back. She rips it out, does a sweet ass like flip with it, and plants it around the girlfriend's head. Yeah, and kills her off. And then after that, we kind of realized Crispin was in on it. And I I love how um, the actress really plays that scene because Crispin's doing all the talking, and it's like he's got this hard pitch where he's got to try to pretty much sell her on sell her on. Hey, sorry, I put you in harm's way and killed my family, but you, I definitely won't kill you. Yeah. And I just love how she plays it, and she gives her go fuck yourself like kind of that, and she's crying the entire time he's talking, and then just and then just fucking stabs him in the throat. Stabs him in the throat, and then... It almost goes... What, what does she say? She's like, because why the... She, he's like, but why? And he, she's like, because why the fuck not? Yeah, and then yeah. stabs her in the eye. Oh, yeah. Right in the neck and in the eye. And then it pretty much uh, Night of the Living Dead's us when she gets shot in the like, shoulder. And the cop showed up. Yeah. and Like I said, it brought me back to that because, of course, you'd seen Night of, the, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. It's just so abruptly. Yeah. Tough. It is out of nowhere. She just gets yeah, shot. Yeah. Because I think you were, the way you said that, you were, like, almost worried the movie was just going to end with that. Yeah. And then, um, but course, it's not. No. But she's, she didn't die from it. It was just a flesh wound, and she's trying to crawl to warn the cop not to come inside. Of course, he doesn't hear it. And then, axe slam, cut to black. Cut to credit. Cut to the, credit. The title. Yes. And, yeah, it's just really tight movie right there. I know we were kind of loose with the review, but, hey, it's one of those films. You can almost watch it out of order to a certain point in regards to killing. Oh, okay, when we're talking That's about kills. Yeah, yeah no, but kills. it's just, yeah, it's just really, really tight script and um, really well directed. Like, you were talking about, like, even the sound of uh, the kills. Yeah. It's just really prominent. And same with the score and just... But yeah, because yeah. as the action's ramping up, so it's a synth track, it just keeps building to the mm -hmm. point where either the kill happens or something happens that's supposed yeah. to fight off, and then it just yeah. cut. So, yes, um, for those of you that haven't seen the film, I hope you like it as well. Me, of course, we really think how this one. Yeah. For those of you that haven't seen the film, hopefully this is kind of 
made it sound fun. Even so though it was check it out. even though it was kind of out of order, hopefully it sounded fun to where you want to check it <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, yeah just, there's a lot to gush about. Yeah, we were jumping all over the place. Yes, but, uh, but it is a fun '80s throwback, I would say. Yeah, it was it was really cool. I know um, the the director and the writer they worked on the VHS movies, and Which, I, I I haven't watched. I really want to kind of go and check out their segments. I've watched the. I think I've watched the first one halfway through. Yeah, I really want to see what they kind of their little shorts are, but no, this was pretty tight movie. Love it. Yes. See, ready again. Any last words? I know we kind of did that before we did start the spoilers, but you know, just for anybody else who decided to stick around and watch uh, the spoilers. No more, I guess, from that one. I really want to gush about the uh, the guest now. All right. Well, let's get into the guest. Okay. The guest from 2014 was directed by Adam Wingard and written again by Simon Barrett. Like I said, in your next, since you love both these films, you get first dibs. Okay, yeah. So the guest was the first of these two movies that I saw. Um, I didn't know much about the guest. I heard when it came out, like really good reviews, um, but I didn't really know anything about it. Um, so I went in it, into it blind, and my God, what a fun ride it kind of yeah, was. This is um, a fun ride. This is kind of up there, like, um, with Miracle Mile, which I haven't let you watch yet, but there's movies that I would love to watch for the first time again, and movies that are so fun to watch, um, without knowing anything about them, and just being along for the ride, um, and this is one of them, so we'll definitely have a very big spoiler section, and not Yo, talk oh my God, too yes. much we will about, to um, anything spoiler related in this part, because As... it's really, really fun movie, and I would say... The most fun, besides Dan Stevens, which got, he just steals the show in this. Uh, for those of you that don't know Dan Stevens, he played Beast in the remake of Beauty and the Beast. Even though you don't see his face, <laughs> he still portrayed the Beast. Well, um, it's kind of interesting about Dan because... Um, I say his first name like we're close. Uh, <laughs> because um, uh, I, I watched Downton Abbey. Um, I've never two watched seasons, that. And it's very prim and proper. Um, it's a show that got a lot of critical acclaim, and it's, you know, it's set in World War One. it's very English, um, to say the least, and it's very prim. <laughs> and at one point, the actor, you know, Dan Stevens, he was, like, one of the main characters, and he just decided to leave the show. And... Really? They killed his character off, and I remember when I was watching that with a friend at the time, that we were like, why the heck... Would this guy leave a show that's got such critical acclaim, and he's like, oh, I just wanted to do better things or more interesting things. And I just kind of thought, like, what a ridiculous deci decision to make. Um, and then I saw this movie, and I was blown away, because <laughs> between this and Legion, which, well, I need to get you to watch sometime. It's the... The FX television show. Oh yeah, you talk. Oh uh, yeah, I guess yeah. I got confused with that one movie where. No, not that movie. No, but uh, with the angels. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, but between um, Legion and the guest, my God, do I just want to watch anything Dan Stevens is in? Um, so that was one thing going into the film. But um, uh, the plot of the film pretty much opens up with just a man backpacking to a certain destination of course come to find out and then a hard cut to the hard title to the with an ominous music yeah which is just so jarring and great but then it opens up after the title card to a family who you can kind of kind of get the sense that they're split apart to a, there's a weird atmosphere 
and of course, and zooms in that their son has passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was served in Iraq or Afghanistan. Yeah, they don't. They, they, I, don't I don't think they really specify, but they but yeah. say so. He had passed away, so of course that causes some friction between them. They all feel, mm-hmm. of course, the man with the backpack we were following for the title cut happened to be in their son's unit. Yep, David, and he shows up to tell them how much their son loved them. Yeah. And he thought it was their mission to explain that to him, just how much his son cared for his family. Because he was there when he died, and that was the last thing his son asked of him before he passed on. Yeah. And he felt like he needed to do this. So then the family decides to let him stay there while he's in town. And at that point, which I love, you were like... This family's gonna do something bad to yeah. this guy. How the film first starts out is you kind of get the sense of maybe the mom's gonna like try to keep because she's like, oh, you can stay in our son's old room, and which it's is like, kind of creepy. It's kind of creepy because I'm like, okay, so is the mom gonna be like, maybe the family's like, we'll, we'll keep him here and make him like one of our own, so it's like we never lost a kid. Yeah, I kind of thought they were going for that vibe, but then see, it threw that out of the window. You see, I love that your kind of mind went there because um, I love just like how what's this movie. Like, yeah. you don't really know where it's going to go at all. Um, I know you had said kind of in the um, intro that this is kind of more of an action horror movie. Yes. Um, but um, we don't need to get into yeah, specifics with that yet. yet. <laughs> um, but from there, we get another kind of weird hint. I thought the story was going to go, and I don't know why I thought this, but how Dan, uh, David was talking to the family about how he knew their son, it almost made it seem like they might have been like weirdly like lovers or something, because he's like... I knew oh. your brother in like a certain way or something. Oh, like. I, see, he I said it in like a really weird okay. way, and it was like maybe I, he like yeah, yeah. You're just trying to figure out where yeah, the like I was going. just trying to figure out like maybe he's like yeah, trying to you know get them on his side yeah. so the son actually didn't die or something like that. But that got thrown out the window for. I mean, we'll get into spoilers, get but it it goes on a ride yeah, to say the ride. least. Um, there's a scene that happens in a bar. And after the bar oh scene happened, God. I was hooked in the film, and that's one reason I don't really want to go into specifics, yes. because uh, if you haven't seen this movie, go check it out, because the horror elements are so well done. Um, yes, that does have some... Uh, especially the first half of this film, there's a certain point where it goes into action, but the first half of this film, um, especially with the synth tracks on How to Have It, because yet again, this film pretty much uses synth a lot, um the synth tracks they have during the horror elements are awesome when they're there. Yeah. And the the song that when they play the song Haunted in it, particular. Yes, it's just um, this low rumbles no uh you know audio and then it just ramps up when someone either a jump scare happens or when something happens. So then you know picks it back up and it's awesome yet again. And then especially with the action scenes, the synth is like very energetic. Yeah. And almost in your face with this this type of uh, yeah, can't talk. But just the sound of it is just yeah, so in yeah. your face. It's amazing. Yeah. It makes it, I really love synth, so this is the perfect. Yeah, yeah. well, it's, um, yeah, it's definitely a ride. So I'd love to gush about it and talk about spoilers now, but... We still need to get a little bit, not too far into it, but let's just say something does come about with David, and it does connect to your next slightly... Slightly. Slightly. There's a slight little Easter egg. There There is, but I'm going to save that for spoilers. Okay. So. We will save that for spoilers again. We can't really talk about the rest of this film. No, see, that's 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 the one thing thing. that's bad about this film is we can't really gush about it too much or even really review it that much because 
I don't I don't want to take away anybody from yeah, seeing this yeah, for the first time because so, it's so fun. It so. is a fun action movie. It is almost the best way I can describe it. It's like Commando to a point with like almost a little bit of I don't want to say Fatal Attraction. <laughs> wow, that that was random. I didn't expect that. But you, I'll I'll try to explain it a little bit later with that one. But yeah. it kind of it's like those two, I guess you could say. It's, okay, I'll explain well, the fatal attraction part okay. later when we get into spoilers. Well, I I have two movies I would compare it to. You but go I, ahead, okay. but I don't want to say that yet. Oh, I you don't want to say well, yeah because it's kind of spoilers. Well, we we kind of have to because we're not so because I gave two. Okay, it's kind of like. Michael Myers meets Terminator meets Captain America. Yeah. I would say is how I would describe this film. True. I mean, that is very much how I'd describe it. Maybe not Fatal Attraction. Maybe that was a bad... That was a bad <laughs> I was trying to... I don't want to get into it. We'll talk about spoilers. But anyways. Yeah. If... So, before we get into spoilers, your recommendations on it? Um, definitely see this film. Um, it's one of my favorites, I would say. Um, uh, it's just... Like I said, it's one of those movies that's just such a fun ride to watch how everything kind of breaks down and kind of how it keeps ratcheting it up and being more and more over the top. And um, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Um, Dan Stevens steals the show in this. He is creepy Um, as hell. I just love how he emotes in this whole film. He's... I yeah, I mean the parts when he is creepy in this film, he is downright creepy. Uh, I and you know it's. Um, I, I, I want to get into spoilers. But I know, there's, but there's more to it, I would say. But uh, I will say that in the uh, creepy department that we're talking about, I know this is kind. Of, it's not necessarily a spoiler, but every now and then we'll catch a glimpse of him, and he's just like staring off into the distance. And he has this, like, intensity of how he's staring. It almost... And every time he's staring, the camera always pans in this direction where you're pretty much head on with him. And it's almost like he's just staring into your soul. Because it's just that intense. And I don't don't even know how to explain it, just how he's doing it. And he also has this weird, like, grin on his face when he's doing it, too. And there's conversations we'll be having with people, and he'll just go off of that stare... And they're like, uh, yeah. are you okay, man? And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And just, yeah. like, crack a smile to, like, try to throw him off on it. Yeah. So, yes, it is very horrifying in those scenes when he does do that. And then, of course... When he switches. And then when he switches, and then some of the early on... Um, I went, or, eh, not early on, maybe, like, later on kind of kills he does mm-hmm. are very uh, horror-related. Yeah. So it's it has that horror element to it. It's almost the first... I would say that almost the first non-horror film I've done on this channel. Because it's more action-y. It's, it's more like, action-y compared to with the horror elements. Yeah, yeah. But it still has the horror elements, so it does still fit the bill. Yeah. So, if, yeah, so you recommend it highly? Oh, I highly, yeah, absolutely. I, I highly recommend this film as Did well. Did you say you enjoyed this one more than uh, your next? I almost, as much as I love your next, as being a throwback to 80s slashers, um, yeah, I did enjoy this film a lot more. Not dogging your next at all in any yeah, case yeah. whatsoever but out of the two films I had a lot more fun with this film I had fun with your next but this one it's just again while we're being so cagey about it is because the ride it takes you on is just so much more what the fuck and yeah. that's what I liked looking over and seeing you have that on your yeah. face um, but yes with uh, yes, yes but with your next we kind of kind of had the idea of what was going to go on 
to a point, because yet again, like I said, it's a throwback to 80 slashers, so of course, we know there was going to be something that would, of course, have a twist in it. For this film, you didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah. So, yeah, I had a little bit, I had a lot more fun with this film, comparatively, because it always kept me guessing. Yeah. So. Let's get into spoilers. Yes, yeah, I highly recommend this film if you haven't seen it either. So, yes. Let's get into spoilers. For those of you who, yet again, want to stick around and listen to spoilers, stay. For those of you that have not seen the film, of course, stay. For those of you who haven't seen the film, just either go to the outro or to stop this episode and go, go watch yeah, the damn movie. Yeah, don't, don't listen back. to us if you haven't seen this film just, because just go have fun. Yeah, go have fun with these. Either, it was actually a really good double feature, so yeah. thank you on that part. I mean, no problem. I was glad we finally got it going. Yes. <laughs> but, all right, so spoilers. Here we go. Right, in five, four, Three, two, one. Spoilers ago. Okay, so it's Captain America is a psychopath. Pretty much, yes. Um, and, but, much like Child's Play, I feel sorry for David because he genuinely wants to help this family. It's oh. just, he has programming. He's programmed yes. to eliminate loose ends. All right. I mean, he's such a nice guy. He, um, he so, helps the father out. He helps the daughter out. He helps everybody out. So... The first thing we get is the son of the family, not the dead one, the other one. They either have like a younger son. He gets bullied on at school. He comes home. He's got pretty much a mark on his face. David's like, what happened? And the kid comes back with, football hit me in the face. And he's like, yeah, that could happen. Yeah. So, <laughs> and the son's like, yeah, yeah. And then Ron runs off. Of course, cuts the next day. The son's being picked up by from school. And it's David in the car, not the mom. And he's like, the fuck you doing in the car, man? He's like... Mom said I can come pick you up today. And he has that smile yeah, to him. Yeah, that creepy kind of, ass smile. He's just trying to be so polite. So. But he's, there's like even the scene where um, uh, Luke is his name, uh, his son. And uh, like when Luke first meets David, you just see Luke's face and he's just kind of weirded out. And then you realize David's just been giving him the smile forever. <laughs> yeah. So back back to the um, after he picks Luke up from school. They sit there in that same spot, and, you know, there's people behind them. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, show me the people that beat you up. Of course, we get picked with the generic douchebags, the football players, mm-hmm. and that one kid that has to be an asshole because he has his collar up. He has, well, he has his collars up more than I've ever seen anyone have his collars <laughs> like up. Like a dick. It's <laughs> almost CGI how, how tall his collars are. Like, Adam oh, Adam Wingard was like, have those up. Make sure you look more like an asshole. Yeah. So, so, he yes, stapled he, them up. He stapled, yeah. Yeah, they, is his hair spiked up too? Or, I think so. Yeah. Yes. So, but um, yeah, he follows them they, to a bar. Yes, because apparently there's this bar in the town they're in, which they don't give a name for, sells alcohol to the football players. So, the teenagers go in there to drink. David and Luke go in there, and Luke's like, "Why well, are we going in there?" He's Luke like, begrudgingly, he's yeah. like, "Fine, stay in the car. He's I'm like, gonna go in." He's like, "Why are you going in?" He's like, "I just wanted to drink, man. It's okay. It's okay." <laughs> he walks in there. Of course, Luke comes in. Yeah, begrudgingly, because he's like, I don't want to see those people because they're yeah. making fucking fun of me. And, of course, they walk in, and Jocks notice Luke, and he's like, oh, you're here with your boyfriend. Of course, David kind of gives him a shitty smirk on his face. <laughs> oh, and man. then he orders the nastiest fucking drink I think I've ever heard of in my life. Well, well yeah, yeah, the fireball, so, not the whiskey. Yeah, so David's, David and Luke are sitting at a table, of course, across the room from the jockey kids. Bartender comes up and he's like, I want 
a fireball, and he's, he's like, you know how to make that? And I'm like, I didn't know they could make fireball a different way. <laughs> the fuck is this? He's like, I want peppermint schnapps and Tabasco sauce. Oh. I'm like, what the fuck we'll is have, this? We'll have to try it sometime yeah. when we feel like we need to purge everything inside <laughs> us. So he gets that. He orders that for himself. He orders a Coke for Luke. And then all the girls at the table with the jocks, he orders a blowjob for. A blowjob shot. A blowjob shot. <laughs> specify. <laughs> that, yeah. A blowjob shot. And then for all the guys, he orders a Cosmopolitan. And the bartender's like, hey, come on, man. I don't want you starting shit. Well, yeah. Again, He's like. Again, before he even offers to buy the Cosmopolitans, like, I love how the bartender's like, you want well, to buy-, buy something for their fellas? And he's like, David's like, does it look like I want to buy it? Yeah. Like, he's like almost offended that he got asked that. Oh, it's that's what I love about him in this film. Like he'll just switch on a dime. Yeah. And he like he does that right there where he's like, Do I look like I want to? And then he's like, you know what, fine. And even the way he licks his hand to flip through the money, yeah. ordering them cosmopolitans is so sinister. So then of course the jockey guys get all pissy because they got free drinks or whatever. Well, they got girly drinks. <laughs> so they get up. Go over to David, and they're like, fuck you, I don't want the drink. Throw it in his face. Of course. And then the music's just kind of amping slows up. down for a second. Yeah, before before he goes off, he takes a drink of that fucking nasty-ass drink. And then, of course, the music revs up. He throws it in the face. I swear to God, I bet he, like, burns that kid's eyes out. Oh, yeah, you see him later. Like, he does have red in his eyes. And then pretty much just beats the shit out of all these kids in this oh, bar. Oh, it's so great. Oh, it's yeah. It's so great. And then the way the music just amps up and just, like, they they do kind of the Kill Bill thing with the wishes. Oh, yeah. And they're like, whoosh, like, a lot. Like, the way David even turns, like, we'll have a wish every now and then. And, like, when they're swinging the pool sticks and things of the sort. I mean, he's like, he gets one kid to punch the other one because, of course, he's blinded. Fucking breaks his kid's one like ankle almost. Yeah, because yeah. he just he stomps on he, it. Yeah, he fucking stomps on it. Stomps on it. Bashes his one kid's jawline almost. Yeah. So yeah, he pretty much it breaks a pull cue on another one's back. He, I mean, he fucks these kids up. Yeah. And then I mean, it's just hilarious. How well, and then like they had punched Luke during the scuffle too. Yeah. And then like when they're getting ready to leave, he's like, "Hey, you doing okay?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Awesome." Yeah. <laughs> he's just like awesome. Yeah. So they get back home, the mom's like, what happened? And Luke's like, I got a nosebleed. He just right. He's like, I got punched and just runs the fuck yeah, off. Yeah. He's like, he doesn't want to be involved in this whole situation. Yeah, and you'd think, oh, that's the end of David's fun night. But then he gets invited to a party. Yes. Like, the sister has to invite him to the party. The mom kind of insists. And they go to the party. Of course, he ends up kicking the shit out of somebody else because yeah, they start uh, getting violent with a girl and he bashes their head into a wall. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, she also has, uh, I can't remember how she's related the, to the, um, the woman David ends up having sex with at the party. They're just friends. They're just friends. Yeah. But the um, kind of typical rednecks in there, and he's like, hey, we just want you to know we support you. We support you. And troops. then David gets his creepy ass look he's on like, his face. He's like, oh, you support us, but you never enlist. And he's like, oh, well, they wouldn't want me. I got asthma. He's like, Oh, and he's like, I'm just saying, David, like, snaps and goes, what were you saying? And, like, the music kind of tenses yeah. up for it, a it, like, goes down real quick, and you think something's about to, like, a fight's about to break out, but then it just goes back to normal, and it's just like, oh. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And then, nothing really else happens at the uh, party. Well, besides so, David having sex, yeah, and, uh, Which is weird, because he was just, like, just how the whole scene plays out, because... Yeah, because he's, he is, like, a robot, like, because he's, like, he's not into it, and then he, he like, turns the switch, on. switches on again, but uh, then, like, uh, the sister, Anna, and her boyfriend end up, end up having an argument on the way home. 
Um, David and her leave. Yeah. Then she promises to make David a synth mixtape, which, cool. Yeah, because he's loving the music on the way home. And then, um, what's the next... I'm well, because you you have Haunted starts playing. Yes. And then it pans from her room to, to David and he's staring. Off, and, and it's like... I think it's even more intense on this one. Yeah. He's had to kick the shit out of, like, a couple people. I always... It's always something I think about when I watch, like, something like that, because, um... The music syncs up with that so well. Yeah. Like, it's just insane. Like, the more it zooms in on him, it's just the chorus of the songs going. And what I love is, and it does it a lot during this film, it does a hard transition, and it almost powers down. Like, yeah. you know the sound effect it makes? Yeah. It goes, it's... doo, like, when it's transitioning to the next scene. Like, I love it. It does that a lot in this film. And then, of course, this one company ends up finding out that David's alive, and they're like... Well... Well, I skipped a little bit ahead. Yeah, well, the next morning she finds David kind of talking on the phone and saying something about needing a new face. Yeah. And not needing new teeth. And she's like, what's that about? And then she ends up calling... She doesn't question David about it. She, just... she doesn't. She calls, like, the army people... The army people. No. To the intelligence to see... Like, who this guy is. Who this guy is. And then, for a second there, you see David on the computer screen. And it's not the David that's there. No. But it flashes on the screen, call KPG immediately. Which, of course, is an Easter egg in regards to your next. Yes, yes. Which, um, I'm wondering... I I don't know if there's, like, a, um... You know, like, uh, The World's End, um... Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. Uh, They're called the Cornetto Trilogy. Yeah, I know. I wonder if you'd almost call these the KPG films... Because well, there's, only two of them, there, really? there's only two right now. One. Yeah, but make a third KPG film Sounds after fair. Adam Wingard's done doing Godzilla vs. King Kong. He needs to do that. Which I forgot to mention that to you. Oh, I didn't know he was doing. Yeah, that. Yeah, he's directing Godzilla vs. King Kong. Ah, uh, so Kong's gonna have some weird super soldier serum in him next. Maybe, maybe, and an awesome synth soundtrack. He's gonna stare off in the distance yeah. before he fights Godzilla. Hopefully, but um, yeah. So I'm hoping after he's done with that, that he'll make another um, KPG film. But, but um, yeah, you cut to the KPG, and you were just like, what the fuck? Because it goes to almost a boardroom Yeah, meeting. it's like out of nowhere. It's like these guys in suits are going over, and he's like, look, we got a security breach. We got to get this shit, otherwise we're going to be hanging out and hung because, out to dry. Yeah. We got to find David. We got to execute yeah. him. Yeah. Like, what the fuck did this come out of nowhere? And I, one thing I love about it it's is... It's out of nowhere. It is, it is. And it cuts to, like, one of my favorite character actors, Lance Reddick. Um, oh, he's... He's um in John Wick. Morpheus. He's, he, no, but yeah, but <laughs> he dresses up like Morpheus. He's almost. he's um he's in The Wire. Um and yeah, he's in Fringe. I, yeah, he's I, he's I, 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 yeah. I forgot he was he was one of the stars in Fringe. I always forget about I that show. Fringe. Fringe. Yeah, Fringe. Yeah, not Friends. I know but, not uh, Friends, but Friends. But yeah. um, but yeah. So they have this whole subplot like we need to get hit David immediately, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like it's what the hell. Yeah, it's... Just switched. Because you're just like, oh, it's just a guy maybe trying to help this family out. But then yeah. you realize something else is going on. Yeah, something serious. And, and I love how Lance Riddick plays it. And I wish I could just get him to do every audiobook. Because I, lo <laughs> I love the way Lance Riddick talks. Like, it's something about his inflection. Like, it's just like, I want him to read me yeah, stories every night. He's, so, he's like, in a board meeting, he's all calm and secure. But as soon as this guy comes in, he's like, hey, I gotta talk to you about something. He's immediately, like, on high alert. Oh, he's yeah. Like, he's like, him. doesn't get a single shit he's like we gotta get this done yeah yeah now. he's like get me shooters and get me on a plane to i think is it new mexico i think or arizona or something he's what? Like, yeah it's somewhere kind of deserty yeah he's just like 
I want to play it within the next like hour and a half or some shit. Like he's yeah. like, I want there now. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And then we cut back there, and um, um, of course, the father had already talked about because him and David keep having beers. Oh yeah, and he's talking about how oh yeah, some asshole at work snuffed him for like a promotion yeah because he had a degree alan alan snuffed yes. me for a promotion well then of course after the scene with the boardroom we show up back at the house the dad's drinking again because they had found alan and his wife dead in the house oh but we skipped the we scene. skipped the skip the scene Other, but we'll talk about that yeah. but yeah uh, uh alan, yeah alan um his wife wound up dead the girlfriend or not the girlfriend the daughter ends up finding out that her boyfriend is now arrested for we're, um, before we get into that, we got to talk about where where David gets his firearms oh, so because that's what happens. So next. The redneck. Uh, so at the party, David talks to his redneck and asks him for guns. The guy's like, "Why do you want guns?" He's like, "Well, I'm a soldier. I I love guns." So the redneck's like, "Nah, sure, okay." So they they end up going uh, having this meeting to buy guns, yeah. and then David, being the charmer, is you know is testing them out and everything, and they're like, "So I want to buy all of them." the redneck and his buddy are like oh shit really he's like yeah I'll take them all he's like so yeah okay I'll set you up a deal he's like no, no I'll I'm just gonna, kill you <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna kill you and then take the guns yeah so he shoots one guy in the head he steals his gun and spins it around spins and shoots it, him in the head yeah shoots him in the head with a revolver realizes fuck he's only got one bullet left and that guy the other friend the other redneck's a loose end he can't have no loose ends nope. so then he uh, McCree's overwatches his high noon uh, <laughs> I fucked that up yeah but he, he pretty much uh McCree's this guy to death because it's, it's, it's high noon now and he yeah, fucking headshots him. <laughs> he headshots that guy. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. So that was an awesome kill too. And then of course um, gets us back to where we gets were. Gets us back to where we were. So the girl, uh, the daughter ends up realizing that her boyfriend is now being framed for the murder of the two rednecks and then is also caught with having marijuana in his house. So he's in jail now. So it's like all conveniently, all these problems his family was having is now wrapped up in a Due nice Due to David world. being the best person uh, yes. ever. David did nothing wrong. But of course... Or whatever his real name did nothing wrong. Yes, but of course the daughter can't be happy because her shitty boyfriend's now arrested. So she has to ruin everything. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's her fault, really. <laughs> it's really her fault. It's her fault. So besides, you know, she already set the, the shit show in motion by calling the, you know, yeah, if the KPG, military. If KPG was never notified, yeah. David was just going to head south to Florida and get a new face and, and everything was going to be job. fine. But no, no, she... Yeah, she just had to start the shit show because she happened to overhear a conversation that yeah. could have been anything. Yeah, it could have been anything. But no. How so, dare she? Right. <laughs> yeah. So yes, she then gets pissy and then continues to dig for more information after having a very uncomfortable uh, talk with David where he really makes it known, don't fuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> but what's funny about that scene where he's like, don't fuck with me. He immediately sees the CD she burnt for him. Yeah. And then like, she's like, he's like, oh, thanks. I can't wait to listen to it. Yeah. And he just leaves the room all jovial. He doesn't come out with saying, don't fuck with me. He's like, I'm just doing everything I can to make you guys happy. Yeah. You got that? Yeah. Okay. And the entire time he just has this creepy ass smile on his uh, face. And he's like, I'm only going to be here for a few more days. Got it? Yeah, I got it. Okay. Yeah. And he gets up and then, yeah, finds yeah. the CD. And then just is super happy about yeah. it. Yeah. From there, we kind of get um, Anna asking the brother Luke, like, hey, I need you to look up this guy's plastic surgery yeah. that he tried to call and try to find out anything. And while Luke's at school trying to look it up... The broken jaw kid is still picking on this kid. I mean, if it was... Me, I would have learned your fucking lesson. Yeah. If, it was, if I was seeing Luke again after I just got that shit kicked out of me, my first instinct would be go, 
Hey, what's up, faggot? It'd be, um, okay. Yeah, I'll leave him. I'll give you a wide berth. Yeah. But no, this kid walks up to him, pokes him in the back of the neck, so like, hey, faggot. Yeah, he, he starts, he starts he calling him for a, a sex faggot. change, and then, yeah. And then Luke just smashes Not him even for- that. The kid starts it because he jabs a sharp-ass oh. pencil in the back of Luke's head, and Luke just turns around, fucking punches him right in the nose. Kid gets up again, throws him into a the wall. And it's like, yeah, fuck you, bitches. I still own him. And then, of course, Luke grabs his ruler and just <laughs> breaks, breaks it over his kid's fucking jaw. Because remember, he even grabs it. He's like, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's one of my favorite shots is the mom, of course, would go there because her son just got in a fight at school. Yeah. But then David's just there with him, with yeah. her. And I just love those two walking together hand in hand, almost. Yeah. And it's just like, before they even go to talk to the principal... He's like, David leans in because he cares. Yeah. He's like, hey, what happened? He's like, oh, this kid called me a faggot, so I broke a yardstick across <laughs> his face. And David's just like, awesome. Cool. Yeah. Does he say cool or awesome? I care. I think it's awesome, but he's, he's like, like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he goes and talks to the principal. And then that's, I think, the best like whole conversation with the principal because the principal's like, so we're going to expel your kid because we're zero yeah. tolerance. And then David's like... What did, what did the uh, kid call David? Or did, what did the kid call Luke? Well, I don't think it pertains to this. He called him a faggot. That's a hate crime. Yeah. What? He's yeah. Like, yeah. So how is the school board here that you're, um, you know, going to expel a kid for, you know, for standing up for his right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, this whole conversation because David's in control from like the moment he oh, starts yeah. speaking. Cause... Like the mom's about to say something too and he kind of gives her a look like, shh, right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shh, he's like, he's like, do you want to sue the school? And then the mo- he looks at the mom and the mom doesn't say anything. He's like, we're suing you. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's about to say, yeah. no, I don't want to. He's like, we're suing you anyways. Yeah. <laughs> they agree to uh, detention uh, for a after, month. after school detention and he can work on the prom committee yeah and yeah they get up and you know about to pretty much sign on suing the school they get up about to leave the principal like okay detention for a month yeah and so david walks back and he's like okay we'll do that yeah. and then the principal's like so who are you anyways just a family friend and he yeah. smiles and I'm walks a friend off. of the family yeah and then he just smiles and walks off to luke, luke. kind of being very appreciative yeah so and then, then kind of Letting the beans spill on uh, Anna being he's, suspicious. He's like, hey, my sister's being a bitch again, and she wants to ruin. <laughs> she's, she's trying like, to ruin our friendship. She's trying to ruin what we got. But yeah. while this whole scene's going on, he's like, hey, Anna's doing this and this. And, and then, Luke, like, like David's trying to play it cool. Like, yeah. he's like, nah, that's not true. But then Luke's like getting too accurate with it. He's like throwing out this theory where like David changed his face and everything like that, and then David just kind of goes stone cold. Yeah. And then he goes, snaps back, and smiles, like, what'd you make the... You wouldn't tell on me? No, I don't care. You're my friend. We're friends, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what Luke says to him, so of course everything's good. And then cut to... The laundry day. The laundry day, and the mom and David are outside doing laundry. Uh, two black SUVs pull up. <laughs> and it's so good, because it's, it's almost like a John Woo film, and they're just missing doves, but... All these like armored men are out, you know, surrounding this mom. The mom and she's like, "What's going on?" They, you know, say, "Hey, we've yeah. seen David." She's like, "Yeah, he just went that way." And all of a sudden, like the the, the laundry flies out of the way just enough for the David to be like, "Oh fuck!" And then he just he's un- just staring at him. Yeah, and then you see the one security guy like, "Oh shit!" And bam, a headshot. Yeah, and it's just yeah, an it's amazing a, shootout. Yeah, it's an amazing shootout where I mean. 
he dives through a window, he, he gets shot in a leg, and he doesn't even react to it. He only reacts with, oh, man. Yeah. Like, and he just bandages it up. It's, it's inconvenience for him, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. He bandages it up, hides underneath the bed, which is the best shot, I think, almost the entire movie. Oh, when the yeah, units start coming so in. So these two guys, yeah, these two guys come in. It's a, um, a, guy, a shot, pretty much a shotgunner and a guy with a small, uh, a small submachine gun. He shoots the fucking guy with a shotgun in the foot, which looks painful as all hell. Drops down, shoots the guy in the face, and then I don't know how he does it because I know there's like a bar underneath that bed, but he fucking like smooth John Wick slides like Matrix slides out from underneath the bed, headshot. <laughs> it's it's great. Goes, yeah, I love it. It's it's in one quick motion too, but the way he just slides out of that so like smoothly, yeah. like he's ejected out of there. Yeah, and the guy outside the window has like no time to like even react to it. Just dead. Yeah. And then we get one of the guys pulling out the fucking heavy artillery. Yeah, the the M60 almost. Well, yeah, and sawing the half the house in half. Pretty much. I mean, it shows this awesome scene where David's crawling to the house and this bulls are just flying through the drywall and everything. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, then it ends up him having to kill the mom because she's a loose end. Because yeah, he almost he doesn't want to, but it's his program. They're, they're in the kitchen. You know, gunfire is going off, and he's. He wouldn't have killed her, but she was going to scream for help. And I he think just, he, I think she, he still was going to because he's holding so? the knife up to her, and he's like, "Your son, who was also part of the program, would know what I'd have to do here." Yeah, and then that's when she starts screaming for help, and then he stabs her. Like I almost think he wouldn't. I don't know. This I don't know. Thinks like because she screamed, that's when he yeah. started to do it. I think if she wouldn't have screamed, he would have maybe, been, maybe he'd have been fine with it. Yeah, I mean. But yeah, then he just immediately bolts out of there and shoots the tires of all the SUVs with ease. And then Smooth shoots the freaking heavy machine gunner in the head. Oh yeah, yeah, he does that and then shoots the tires. So it's just Lance Reddick um, yeah. left uh, the major. Drives away, uh, <laughs> happens to find the dad on his way home. They have a car crash. The dad's like, what the fuck, David? And then he shoots... Well, David sees the car coming, and this is what I don't know. Oh, he's he like, sees the fuck. car. He sees the car coming, so he buckles up and then wrecks into the car. But then when he gets out of the car, he realizes it's the father, and then he has the oh man. So oh, I yeah. I don't know what his plan was. I know later they hint on um, like he maybe left people alive just as a distraction. So I don't know if that's why he wrecked another person, just to cause a distraction. But then realized it was a dad. But then he realized it was a dad, he's like, oh, I gotta kill you." And then he shoots him and runs off into the woods, or into the cornfield. And then, of course, uh, uh, lead officer, and you know his name, I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, just, I know the actor's name. We'll just call him the Major, if you'd like. Yeah, so the Major pretty much rolls up, finds the dead dad, somebody else that happened to come across the crash. He's like, MP, I need your car now. Yeah. And leaves the guy in the middle of freaking nowhere. Yeah. Uh, finds the daughter at her work. At, at the diner. At the diner, picks her up, and they leave. And as soon as they're pulling out, David pulls in. So they're. Oh, yeah. You know, it was and just like a hair timing. Yeah. Again, the music. Like yeah. the music that plays when they're um, leaving and then up to the van. Because yeah. you just see blood where you don't see how David got the van, but you just see blood in the van. Yeah. And then David goes in there and sees the uh, woman he had sex with earlier, uh, Anna's best friend. And he knows that she knows something about him. So he's like, hey, where's uh, was it Abby? Anna. Anna. He's like, where's Anna at? She's like, I don't know. He's like, I don't got fucking time he's for like, this. He's like, oh, probably going to pick up Luke from school. And she's yeah. like, uh. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, I don't got time for this. So then he just shoots her. And then he does the best thing ever. Well, you gotta, you gotta fit, fit it right. The music starts to swell, yeah. where it's like, yeah. the, the music starts to swell, and then he, and he walks out. But he does a twirl, 
And while he's doing this twirl, he pretty much pulls the pin on two grenades and then shows them like it's a magic card deck. And then he just rolls them. Like, the look on his face is what's like my favorite. He's so happy about it. He's too. like, here you go, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. And he just roll, he just bowls them both in there. And then it slowly walks out. And the diner blows up. Yeah. And then it cuts. What I love, too, is it cuts right to... Um, the Major. It cuts the Major. He's like, he what? Like, it's yeah. just like, <laughs> he hears about it. And then you kind of find out a little exposition about, you know, David being a super soldier, more or less. Yeah. And um, then one thing I really like about this movie is he kind of he goes into details about David, but not a lot. And I guess originally, and all I, I'm curious to read like the whole script, but there was more explanation of David in the original draft, and then they shot it. Yeah. And then they cut a lot of it out because like test audiences thought those were the weaker scenes. Yeah. And I don't like test audiences a lot. Yeah. But I think it really works really well not knowing a lot. Like it works really well not knowing too much about what David is, like about his programming. If I could have got more Lanteretic scenes, I would love to see them on the Blu-ray. Yeah. But um, uh, it works really well just not knowing a whole lot about David. Like, but just they, what Lanteretic says. But they the pretty much say he's programmed that they're loose ends and he doesn't like leaving loose ends. Yeah. So in his mind, he's pretty much cleaning up his own mess. Well, and even the Major says, like, I don't even think he could stop now even if he wanted to. Yeah, so that's why we need to get you and your brother away because otherwise he will come yeah. both of you. And then they get to the high school where... They have to pick up the brother, and they lead in this bullshit ass. I love it. It's awesome, but I never. I mean, I don't know how the school did it, but they set up this elaborate ass maze, which has its own comedy to it because the major and the daughter and the sister are trying to hurry through it. Of course, when the teacher's on there saying, "He's like, how do we get out of this maze?" He's like, "Left, right, right, left, right, straight, left, yeah. right." And you just see you, the major's face. It's like, God damn it! I just well, like even like before that scene, like something buckles one of the walls and screams at him and like the major flips out he's like god damn it yeah he's sick of this shit yeah, and that's what causes the teacher to be like who else is here yeah and he's like military police yeah how do you get out of here left right left right and straight he, left right and he's looking at anna when he's getting the instructions and he's like motherfucker <laughs> yeah, are so, you kidding me he's so pissed that he has to yeah. go through he's like i got I, I don't got time for this shit yeah and then they get in there which leads to the awesome scene all the lights go off and all of a sudden, you see David put on the mix CD that yeah, you just made see you just see for David, and you see the CD get put in, and, and then you then, hear the volume turn up, and then it cranks up this awesome song, and then this fog kicks in, and they're like, "We need a back way out of here." Yeah. So they go through a glass maze. It's like a yeah, a mirror of mazes. Oh yeah, mirror yeah. Uh, maze of mirrors. Yeah, I can't speak, but it's really awesome in that sense too because they're running through this thing and all of a sudden you hear a knife slit and then the, one of the teachers walks out throat slit and he just collapses on the ground yeah which then he's like uh, Major's like get the hell out of here and they both run uh, he stays there to have a fight with David there's only one complaint I have with this film and it's at this scene what and it's something so superficial but it's um the Lance Reddick, the major, which I really love as an actor, yeah. the way he holds a gun in that scene annoys me because he's holding it so. Oh close. yeah, he's like holding it up to his, like his armpit. Yeah, almost. I don't know. Maybe maybe the 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 movie's logic is oh he's doing that so he doesn't get cut. But that's my only thing I dislike about that film. Because there's this one good. part too where he he holds it up to like his armpit, but then he turns it sideways. Yeah, then he that, turns it back it's, to his armpit. It's that scene. And it's I'm that like, scene. Why is it that close? I don't know why it's that close. That's my only complaint. But he still I, gets cut anyway. Yeah, so he didn't do any good. So. Yeah, like David just runs by and um, just that, slits his um, arm up. Yeah, pretty much the whole up. 
And he pretty much says in the major, he's like, I don't know what you expected. He's like, you shouldn't have followed me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just let me do And then it. leaves the gun. The only thing I thought would have been better in that scene is if, I know it's, it's pretty much generic, but if the major was sitting there and he'd just seen reflections of David everywhere. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't play and more with it. And it would have just it. surrounded around him. I, yeah, they don't play too much with that. Um, they do play, like, you see David, and I love the shot, like, you see him with the box cutter, yeah. and you see, like, two Davids, and you see, like, a bunch of blood coming yeah, off the box cutter. Yeah, he's, like, getting, like, hamped up to yeah. pretty much murder this yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, so the Major's bleeding to death, and he just leaves the gun there to hunt the two kids left in the school. And they, um, Anna tells Luke to hide, Luke hides, and he's, she's like, I'm gonna go try to learn my way. So don't you know? Don't move from this hiding spot, which we get a really awesome chase scene because then Luke or Luke's about to be spotted by David. David, of course, hears something and goes looking for it. It happens to be Anna has grabbed the major's gun and gets the jump on him. Gets the jump on him because David sees the gun's missing and then starts seeing a blood, you know, bloody footprints. Follows him to just a pair of boots in the smoke, and he realizes little bitch snuck up on me. Turns around, <laughs> finds her having a gun at him. Well, and she doesn't double. But, Go ahead. Well, like he, uh, she's like, "You killed my parents," and I love how he's like, "I did." Yeah, he's just <laughs> so, he's so like nonchalant. He's like, "Yeah, I had to," but she uh, shoots him in the ch- uh, shoulder. Shoulder, yeah. But she does a double tap, so she he, just shoots him once. Yeah, she just shoots him once. She should have double tapped him, but yeah, shoots him once, and then he just falls back and lets the fog engulf him, which I thought was awesome. But then it leads her to walk up. And she starts looking and realizes he's not there in that same spot anymore. And then pretty much out of the fog, out of nowhere, slices, I think, her arm up, No, right? no, she he stabs her in the leg. Oh, okay, yeah, the and leg. And then um, is about to, is Choke, choking her. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Luke gets a jump on because he got a butterfly knife from David, who gave it to him earlier in the film. Stabs him in the back and then stabs him in the stomach. No, he stabs him in the heart. Oh, he does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he stabs him in the heart. So and he's like, he's like, I don't blame you. You did the right thing. You did the right thing. I would have done it too. Doesn't he say, I'm proud of you? Yeah, I'm proud of you. And, and he's he, like, his last words before he dies is, I'm proud of you. Don't feel bad. And then he dies and the music's kind of boiling. He's kicking there's, up. there's a fire that got started during the scuffle. And But then he starts seeing the fog slowly engulf uh, David. David. Of course, then it cuts to all the paramedics there, the firefighters are there. You know, they're checking on the kids, making sure the kids are okay. But then you start hearing the same little callback to earlier in the film that you're talking about. There's some, there's a burnt body with its teeth missing. Yeah. Which, of course, that's how David escaped the first time. And all of a sudden, you see this firefighter with a familiar limp. Yeah. <laughs> and the kids, they look over and they're like, are you fucking kidding me? And, and then you just see David make eye contact yeah. with them. And then the main character just says, what the fuck? And then it just cuts to yeah, credits. It cuts to credits. So, yes, David is still alive. I kind of want to see a sequel to see oh. what happens with the story. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I assume he just murders everyone there. Yeah. Or he gets gunned down or what have you. Yeah, I just want to know, like, what. <laughs> I mean, he got shot, like, multiple times. He's got stabbed. And yeah. he's still just going. He's he's just... So there's, like, part of me wants to see a sequel to see what will continue with the story. <laughs> it's done, though. Yeah. But, yeah. It but almost, no. like, the first part, for some reason, reminded me of First Blood. I don't know why. Oh, I mean, it's a veteran going yeah. through this town. So, yeah, it kind of reminded me of that, but then it They're just, both just as sympathetic characters. Then, They're both just as sympathetic. David and Rambo. David did nothing wrong. Yeah, David I mean, he technically helped that family. To he helped them out so much. And it just had to be a bitch. It wasn't his fault that KPG programmed him and <laughs> made him go Man, psycho. And no. was... She, she would have just been happy with... Yeah. I mean, she, even, she said, yeah, I don't really like him. 
He doesn't want to go anywhere with his life. What a meanie. Yeah. She, she ruined everything. Yeah, I think no. David got rid of her yeah. so she could, you know, go to college and be happy yeah. with herself, but no. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. no, this this movie was a lot of fun. Yes. Um, I mean, what did you think of it? I thought it was, um, like, really good. I That's probably one of my favorite films I've seen, you know, lately. Yeah. I know we've watched quite a bit, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm... I was like, super excited watching that after finishing that. I kind of want to watch it again, or at least. Uh, yeah, it's just like my uh, father-in-law mm-hmm. loves movies like that, so I think he would really enjoy that. Oh, right well. on! Yeah, yeah. One one thing I really like about this movie, and like I um, I had said a little bit, you know, they removed a lot of explanation scenes. Yeah. My favorite thing about this movie is it's just got a hell of a pace to it. Yeah. Like, there's not really a dead spot at all in this film. Like, it's always something's going on. It's always interesting. And it keeps you guessing until, like, that. Until the whole suit thing, and then you're like, okay, I can't figure out what's going on. Yeah, yeah, until you kind of realize. But yeah, the first half, you're just like, what the fuck is this story going to be about? Yeah, it's just so great. Um, So, as I normally say, four spoilers. I asked if you had anything last thing to say, but now since we did all the spoilers, yeah, I think. Um, I, I I would hope um, I need to watch uh, seasons two and three of uh, Legion, but I need to go check and see what Dan Stevens is doing with that. Um, I hope he gets more and more roles. Um, I know uh, we'll touch on this in a little bit, but um, I know Simon Barrett and Adam Wingard went on to do the Blair Witch movie um, after this movie, which um, we'll talk about that here in a second. But um, like I wish they would do more work together. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, Adam Wingard's working on Godzilla vs. King Kong right now, but I'm hoping once that's done, they kind of either go back and make well, a third KPG film or just something. Probably won't be until after because it got pushed back. Yeah, yeah. So it won't be out. Until yeah. So I know. Um, I think. Unfortunately, Adam kind of got a little um, uh, bullied on Twitter about Death Note, so he shut down his Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, once he made Death Note, a lot of people kind of. Which were kind of dicks to him. I think they're fine with criticizing a film, but they're kind of being old assholes to. Yeah, to it's kind of like when I mean, like I understand hating on a film, but then you start going after people. Yeah, it's kind of like as much as I hated the Last Jedi, like all the characters yeah, for that I don't, one. I don't like people going after people. Same like that. with um, like the Ghostbusters film. I mean, I thought that was gonna be a shitty <laughs> yeah. film anyways, but then they started like attacking yeah. everybody associated with the film. Yeah, I thought that was much. I didn't like that, but I also didn't like the whole criticism. Oh, you don't like the movie? You're a sexist. Yeah, that, but, like there's, but that doesn't. Yeah, two, two wrongs don't so make there's, right there's, there. But um, it's fine with criticism, but there's a point where the yeah. know, line gets crossed, and of course, right, people which don't care. Um, I know because of those two movies, which these two movies I really loved. I went into Blair Witch and unfortunately I didn't really like the movie I that much. I didn't really care for the first Blair Witch. I think it's I think it's, I think okay. it's important. It's, I think it's Yeah, I, I mean it's not, it's the uh, pretty much I guess the first like kind yeah. of footstone in that regards. Mm-hmm. I know Cannibal Holocaust is the very first found footage film. Yeah. But, but Blair I, Witch pretty much made it like almost mainstream. Especially uh, it, with how they marketed it. Yeah, like it, it, changed, it changed it the changed movies. marketing yeah. and how a movie was be presented. Yeah, viral marketing. But um yeah, their their Blair Witch movie I'm not the biggest fan of. I really like the last little third of the film. Um I feel like there's a little bit too much um uh explanation of why they're all wearing cameras and stuff like that. And maybe if the movie was a little bit longer, it could have done a little bit more interesting things. Um, I just don't feel like the characters in that had as much um, kind of flair and yeah. as much personality as they did in these two films. Um, I know, I think, yeah, he talks a little bit about it in um, 
a Red Letter Media review. Like he sits down and talks about Blair Witch and kind of what he wanted to um, achieve with that, kind yeah. of the response he got from it, which is a, a would, shame. But I would still like love to see another collaboration between the two, make another movie. Would that be something you'd want to do? A Blair Witch trilogy? <laughs> I know. I don't know about that. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of that series. I'm especially I, too. I think, yeah, Book of Shadows. Like, <laughs> but you know, I, I don't know why. Like, yeah, um, which I guess they reshot a lot of that movie. Or Apparently, did, yes. Or did uh, they re? Or did? The or guy, was it originally not a Blair Witch movie? I it was forget. originally a Blair Witch movie, but the guy that wanted to do it um, wanted to kind of focus on the aspect of how the movie changed uh, filmmaking and oh. not filmmaking but you know oh yeah a, there was more interesting it was story. like more interested uh, it was more interested in the cultural impact of the film because it actually kind of made a point it was kind of in the film of people now touring the location of yeah, Blair Witch yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was going to show like maybe it was kind of kind of um, new nightmare where maybe oh yeah us, more meta like, more meta yeah it was like extremely meta but the studio hated it and wanted just the same thing yeah but, well it was kind of different yeah um but um yeah i don't know if i don't want to do a blair witch one but i we watch blair witch blair witch 2 blair witch 3 <laughs> and then we play the blair witch game oh yeah i forgot yeah that was weird too yeah, like at e3 see, they yeah, just announced that. a new one but um i hope the you know the way but anyways um, we're, getting, we're getting off topic here we are but um i'd like to see like i know it's weird looking in the new blair witch movie that they did but i'd like to see that creature in the blair witch game because yeah. it is creepy um, at the ending of the newest Blair Witch. So, but um, but yeah, I'd love to see another movie by these guys for sure. So, any lasting words? Because we we almost at that hour mark. We're almost at the hour mark. Um, just that these movies are really great. Yeah. They make a, a really good double feature. Yeah, so, thank you again for showing me. No, nope, no problem. No problem. Um, anything else in regards to? No, no. no? I guess. Um, I mean, that's it. Me, pretty much viewing these movies fresh, I thought it was really good. I, I've heard. Didn't watch your next when it came out, but I seen a bunch of trailers for it, mm -hmm. and I heard it when it first came out. It, it, I heard it wasn't that great, mm -hmm. and a lot of people just said it was okay, or you know, just yes. kind of subpar. Mm -hmm. But now actually watching it, because it kind of just kind of escaped my mind. But actually watching it, I kind of hate myself for not oh, seeing it. Oh yeah, there, so I'm like, damn, I needed. I should have seen this when it first came out. Cause there's always awesome. those. There's always those movies that kind of slip through the cracks. Because that's whatever. it. Kind of plays with my favorite part is I always love the final where it's either the final girl or the final guy when they're just pretty much kicking ass. Where it's almost like the killers themselves have to be afraid of yeah, this person. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, like with Halloween, where Michael Myers. Um, He's still in control, even though Laurie Strode is still able to combat him somewhat. Yeah. He's still, you know, very much in control of the situation. Or this, you know, with your next... It's almost well, all the time, Aaron, in regards well, to... Well, um, kind of in the remake. Or not the remake, but the newest yeah. sequel. It's kind of... And like that it's, it's almost. It's kind of like your next. Like, Laurie Strode, she's kind of went to the same class Aaron went to, and now is a survival expert. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting in that aspect, which... After I saw um, the guest and they were talking about a Halloween remake or a Halloween sequel, I was hoping to God they would get these two involved. <laughs> Honestly, oh my God! Like yes. because you know they there's Wait, a Halloween there's a Halloween three masks in the dance. Oh yeah, there yeah I guess I pointed that out to you because yeah, there's yeah. like two of them in the background. Yeah, which yet again a lot of people hate Halloween three, but I it's mean, the best one. It's probably besides the first one is probably the best it's one. It's the best one. Are you okay? Yeah, I have wrong thing, but and no, you don't. <laughs> But but yeah so yeah all right well that's pretty much that's 
what we both have to say about it? That's all we have all to right, say about well, it. Let's, check, yeah, let's head out to the outro then. Thank you for listening to another episode of Slasher Supreme. Please like, share, favorite, subscribe, thumbs up, or whatever you have to do to let me know you're out there listening. If there's a certain video game or movie you'd like me to review, please leave me a voice message here on Anchor, a message on the Facebook page, or the Instagram page. If you do not follow me on those two sites, just look up Slasher Supreme Podcast and you will find me to pretty much get notifications when the next episode pops up. Today's movie fun fact is that Steve Moore, who composed the score for The Guest, used the same type of synthesizers that was used for composing the score for Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. There's another little connection to that film. Of course, me and Luke stated that the masks from the film appear in The Guest as well. So it's really interesting seeing those two things in there. I wonder if it's like a little connection or if it's just, or if there's another Halloween Easter egg we missed. So... I know we give a sneak peek for what's coming up next, and actually, it's kind of busy this week. Um, I'm getting to celebrate my mother's birthday, and the one thing she wanted for me is actually to do an episode with me. So she has picked out a film. I have no clue what it is. I'm going to assume it's not horror-related. But yes, we'll be doing the first non-horror film on the channel. The next thing is that me and Luke are going to a theater midnight at the baxter or yeah it's midnight at the baxters it's a theater in louisville kentucky that's playing commando with arnold schwarzenegger we're going to be seeing that i'm going to talk about that just simply because we just love 80s action films if we don't have enough to talk about in regards to that film i think we have a backup plan so we'll be doing something (laughs) and then we're going to actually be taking pretty much a tour out of horror for a little bit because quinn tarantino's ninth film once upon a time in hollywood comes out so we'll be discussing that as well. But of course, since we'll be taking a dip out of it, when we come back to horror, we'll be hitting it hard because by then it will be at our 30th episode and we'll be talking about the remake of Evil Dead and a Serbian film because yet again, I can't think ahead enough and I happen to make those two land on the same time. Of course, this being the you know 30th episode, it's the 10th in this little series. So of course, I got to end it with a Evil Dead movie, and then since it's a 15th episode since our Cannibal Holocaust and Cannibal Ferox and Green Inferno review, it's our next extreme horror film. So those two are mashing together for that big one. So, you know, we got a good plan going here for the next couple weeks, but I'm super excited. So yes, possibly two more episodes this week in regards to it. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening again, and I will see you on the next episode of Slasher Supreme. You guys just stay safe.